thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. team and welcome to another episode of the Real Food Real. Today on the show we have the next installment of our Real Food Athlete series, introducing you to Michael Hasty, a 27-year-old surf lifesaver from New Zealand who has been living in Perth for the past 4 years. Michael has placed top 5 in the Western Australia state titles in recent years and has made multiple national finals in New Zealand. Today on the show we share with you Michael's real food journey. Hi Michael and welcome to the show. Hi, Steph. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, I'm quite humbled to be here. So, yeah, thanks very much. Awesome. I'm really excited and I'd love you to start by sharing with us your story. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so as you said, I've um, been involved with Surf Live Saving since I was pretty young, about four years old I started, um, back at a small club in, in New Zealand. And, yeah, I continued with that right through to I was about sort of uh, 19 or 20 um, when I got a little bit sort of sick of it, as I'd been doing it for so long, um, and I had a, had a year off around twenty twenty one, and then um, yeah, I sort of went flatting and um, was probably partying a little bit and <laughs> definitely not feeling super healthy, and realised I needed to get back into it, and um, yeah, so I went up to Tauranga, Mount Monganui for a for a summer. Uh, and spent a summer up there with my cousin, who's uh, one of New Zealand's top surf lifesavers. And that really, I guess, reignited my spark for the sport and, yeah, it just got me got me loving it again, feeling healthier and back into my training. Um, after that, I went back to, back to Dunedin just to finish off my building apprenticeship that I was doing. And then, yeah, came straight over to Perth when I was 22 um, with my girlfriend and, yeah, been here ever since. And that was, I guess, where my love of training really took off. Um, there's no surf in Perth, so there was no distractions for me not to not to get on the water and, and give it my all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been with the Trig Surf Lifesaving Club over here for the last yeah, four summers and just loving it. Like the guys over here are so, so good and so competitive and just training with them really rubs off on you. Um, yeah, from a food point of view, I guess I've never, I've never felt, um, I've never had a bad illness or anything like that. But I was definitely eat, not eating as good as I could. Um, I remember when I was back in Dunedin, I went went back to swimming for um, for my first session in a while, and I was just so hungry after it. I went to the supermarket and I think I bought um, like a dozen bread rolls and um, a six-pack of, you know, like so-called healthy yogurt, um, some ham and some coleslaw and just I'd eaten all of that at work by 10 a.m. <laughs> and like that, that way of eating, it's just not sustainable. And I guess just eating um, more real food now, it's just really it's just made life a lot easier. Like I don't have to worry about having that much food with me, you know, after training I can – 
I can go to training in the morning and come back and have a smoothie or an omelette or something like that and I'm full till lunchtime and for me that's just it's just yeah it's made life so much easier um so yeah my training's yeah been really good over here and about a year ago I picked up stand-up paddleboarding as well and yeah got into some more longer distance type paddling on the on the stand-up um it was a pretty natural crossover really from the from the paddle from the like the knee paddleboarding is what we do for life-saving and because I've surfed my whole life as well it's been a yeah pretty comfortable crossover with the balance and things like that and yeah done a couple more long distance races that I think we'll talk about a bit more later on so yeah that's pretty much my story I guess where, I've, where I am now and yeah just still loving my training and looking forward to the to the next season and getting back into it. Very cool so tell us a little bit more about um, your nutritional journey I know because you and I have been in touch over the recent months you have certainly turned yourself into a bit of an experiment which I think is really cool and you've dabbled with a number of different approaches and I know you've sort of landed now with a a real food approach but can you tell us you know what you've learned along the way and certainly where you started in comparison to where you are now? Yeah for sure Um, so I guess I've I've just made quite small changes throughout probably the last four or five years mainly mainly since I've been in Perth I guess Um, just living yeah, you know, with me and my girlfriend, obviously we do cooking together and that. And yeah, just sort of made small changes along the way. And I think I've yeah, I've definitely made a few mistakes. Like um, with my sport, it's quite well, it's very high intensity. With the life saving, especially like they're only sort of four minute races, so it's really a sprint. And I found that at one stage I probably cut out too many carbs, and I just didn't really have the get up and go to to sprint and. You know, I was sort of, I was a bit sort of um, frustrating, I guess, because I, I was wondering why, you know, I was eating so well, I was eating all these good healthy fats and stuff and sort of overlooking the carbs a little bit. Um, well, I guess that probably, the super high fat approach probably works a bit more for, you know, for your longer, long, really longer distance races like your Ironmans and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I sort of brought back in a bit more carbs and I think I've found a pretty good balance now um yeah with with what I'm eating and just feeling feeling good and having the energy to to do what I need to do on on any certain training session or race so yeah that's that's probably where I'm at with my nutrition now just so do you think do you think you've gone from a a traditional sort of almost food pyramid approach to quite deep low carb and then you found your way back to what you feel is right for you yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and the carbs I'm eating now, are, it's it's all real food. So mm. when I'm talking about carbs, I'm not talking about, you know, bread and pasta and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. More, yeah, <laughs> sweet potatoes and quite a lot of fruit. I love my fruit. And, um, yeah, you know, still have the occasional potato and things like that, just whatever I feel like, I guess. But, yeah, definitely definitely real food styles, not nothing processed which is yeah made a huge difference and don't get injured or sick I haven't been sick for four years at all which has been awesome um not even a cold or a flu or anything touch wood so Mm. yeah no it's that's where I'm at now yeah I think that's a really good example because you know low carb high fat or even real food it doesn't mean no carbs and it doesn't even mean like it doesn't have to mean low low it's a broad spectrum as we know from 
you know, 20 grams up to somewhere like 200. And the individual individuality is really important because it certainly depends on, on you as an athlete and your physiology. And, you know, I think that the experimentation that you've done has really landed you into a, a great place because you can do your top end, but you've certainly got some good satiety and obviously blood sugar control meal to meal, which is key. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. No, I just feel... I just feel full, you know, and I, I, if you ask any of my friends, I was an extremely hungry person. I was always the one that was just wanting to go get a feed. You know, I was just, I was, I was always hungry and now I'm just, yeah, it's so much more satisfying not having to eat all the time. I think my body was probably just starving on a nutrient point of view and now it's just, um, yeah, it feels good to, to be full. <laughs> yeah, that nutrient density is certainly going a long way for you. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, cool. So I'd love you to summarize what your real food message is for us. Yeah, um, I think just eating real food obviously is is the main one, mm. um, and probably just yeah, not not getting caught up in in the hype of things like superfoods. Like mm. I, I know superfoods are awesome, but it's easy to go down that path of you know wanting the next thing that's gonna fix you it's like the you know the magic pill there's no such thing so just um just eating real food and not getting too caught up in buying all these these expensive superfoods you know what i mean um i think that's a big one a big mistake that people make that we've definitely made like i know my girlfriend was eating probably you know a couple hundred grams of goji berries a week and some acai powder and that sort of thing and it just gets so expensive so just yeah just getting back to eating real food and also making making small changes um not diving straight in and getting rid of everything that's in your pantry and and your fridge and going out and buying all these healthy ingredients that you don't really know how to use yet. So yeah, just just making small changes, phasing out the bad food, I guess, with with new good food is um, that's definitely what I've done. And I found it's worked really well. Yeah. So you made quite a gradual approach, and did you go through any transition phase in terms of? Um, either like a detox or coming off the sugars where you do get the drop in performance or, you know, some people are actually quite ill for two to seven days. Did you experience that or not because you were so gradual? Yeah, no, I didn't really get any of that because I was pretty gradual. And I, and even my diet before, it wasn't like I ate a lot of, bad, oh, I guess, processed, you know, carbs and things like that. But it wasn't, I still ate quite a lot of good food as well. Um, like even when I was growing up, my Mum and Dad grew a really awesome vegetable garden, and Dad um, killed most of our own home home meat and stuff. So I was always eating healthy as well as eating the other stuff. So I didn't really, yeah, didn't really experience too much of that. Um, which, yeah, I guess I was pretty lucky. Um, yeah, it's. I think everyone's different, and I, I guess I've never really, I've also never really been afraid of of good fats. Um, I remember when I was up in Mount Monganui with my cousin for that summer training, um, and avocados are, that's pretty much the, the center of avocados for New Zealand. And they're so cheap up there. You can get a bag off the side of the road for about $3 for about a dozen avocados. It's just awesome. And, um, I was eating probably like three avocados a day and my cousin's going to me, are you sure you should be doing that? Like they're so fatty. And I'm like, yeah, but they're, like, they're, they must be healthy. Like they're just grown on a tree. So I guess even, you know, back then when I was about 20, I was, I was still sort of not, not afraid of eating that fat. So I probably didn't have 
I would have been burning a little bit of fat, I'd imagine, um, which made the, the transition a bit easier for me. Yeah, cool. So you've touched on a few good points that I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper, and, and that's the benefits of the real food approach that you are now taking. Obviously, the satiety is a big one, and you mentioned the the great immune system. Share with us more what you've noticed as um, you know as you get a little bit older, and and certainly nutrition becomes even more important for the longevity of your career. What are some other benefits that you've noticed? Yeah, just. Um mentally is massive like just feeling really like pretty much feeling real happy all the time which is great like I know there's a um I don't, I'm not a I'm definitely not a nutrition expert but I um like I just I just know that I feel so much better when I eat well um and mentally is a huge one like I before I'd probably you know feel a little bit down a bit of the time and just not I don't know not as happy as I could but now I, I think I'm just yeah, just feeling good and just never getting injured really, um, recovering well from from sessions. And, yeah, I find that it just keeps you – like my fitness levels just stay so much higher when I'm eating good um, than before. Like I think before, if you know, you finish your, finish your end of your training season and you'd, you know, probably just go out and do a bit of partying and – not eating the best but now I'm yeah I definitely don't do that anymore and I, I stay fit like right through winter which is great and it just doesn't it doesn't take as long to get back into the next season um and just little things like your skin is clearer um yeah and your weight obviously as well that's I've never never struggled with my weight or anything but I guess I've since eating real food I've sort of gone from ranging between sort of 83 and 85 kilos to now where I'm just sort of like between 80 and 81 and that it just doesn't really change at all and I find at that weight I feel so much so much better on my paddleboard like it I'm the paddleboard's not dispersing so much water so I'm a little bit higher in the water and I'm just feel like I'm paddling a lot faster now which is yeah which is great so there's a few things that I've yeah that I've noticed since I've taken on the real food approach oh and they're all significant I mean just even just to talk about recovery for a second, if you're bouncing back better to your next session, then you know obviously that has a huge performance um, yeah. focus exponentially, and yeah. no injuries means that you're not having time off training. Like those benefits are huge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I don't think it's. Um, yeah, I can't really recommend eating real food higher higher enough. It's just. Yeah, it's. I'm so happy that I've found this um found this way of eating and yeah you just you just feel good all the time and it's yeah it's kind of it's a shame that it's not common knowledge because I think everyone should have the opportunity to to feel as good as they can and especially athletes and stuff like there's so so many people out there that are still eating so bad and just really overlooking it and you know turning up and not feeling probably not feeling the best to um, a lot of their sessions and where it could all be, all be changed with you know just a, some pretty small changes to the diet. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, very, very good. All right, so let's get a little bit practical, so some of our listeners can pick up some of your tips and tricks. Yeah. What would you say are your day-to-day nutrition strategies that either make real food really easy, or what you do to 
to fuel um, and obviously fit in work and all the other balls that you're juggling in the air? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so for me, like I, I love cooking, so I don't really find it a chore, which I'm pretty lucky, I guess, in that in that sense. Um, but yeah, I always try and always make extra dinner for the, for lunch the next day. That's I think that makes life so much easier because while you're doing while you're cooking dinner, it's not hard just to you know cook another half of, of what you're cooking already. Um, yeah, and that just it's so good as well to have a nice a nice leftovers for lunch. So that's that's probably one of the main things I do, and also just always having some healthy snacks on hand. Like I always take some nuts and fruit to work, so you're not reaching for the you know for the chocolate bars and bags of chips and things like that. So I normally have. If I'm feeling a little bit hungry before lunch at work, I always just yeah just have have a feed of um, some fruit and nuts, and that'll sort of tie me over to lunch rather than sitting there just feeling starving, you know, especially if you've done a hard session in the morning. So, yeah, and just having healthy food around the house, not, you know, just trying to get rid of all the all the bad stuff out of your cupboards really makes a difference, I think. Yeah, if it's not in the house, you can't eat it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, very good. Nice and simple. But, I mean, it certainly can be. I think leftovers are a winner and I'm a big fan of that. So yeah. thanks for pointing that out. And I, I think it's about being organised. Yeah, for sure. Foresight goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. I always, I mean, I always go to the farmer's market on the weekend. I, on a Sunday, I've got a couple that I go to and get different things. So I always go and stock up on all my fresh vegetables and fruit and meat. And that gets us most of the way through the week. And then there's a nice little um, organic shop just up on a street, probably five minutes from us. So I'll just go there to top up. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's really good stuff. So, yeah. That's that's sort of what I do through the week, and then I'm not, you know, you're not at the supermarket every night, like looking through the aisles or what am I going to have for dinner? You know, you just come home and cook whatever's there, just meat and veg. It's it's not hard to do. It just yeah, you just got to You've just got to do it. It's it's there's no such thing as you know, no, no one's going to do it for you. So you've really just got to get into the get into the mode of just of just cooking every night and um. Yeah, and making sure you make enough for lunch the next day and that will just makes life so much easier. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't know why anyone would want to go to the supermarket at 8 o'clock at night. That just sounds oh. like the worst idea ever. <laughs> it's the most stressful place in the world. It's horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm pretty glad I've um, eliminated that stress from my life altogether. <laughs> yeah, same. It's great. <laughs> cool. So let's talk fueling now. I'd love to hear more about your recent events, what you do in the lead up to a race and what you do on race day. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll talk about uh, the King of the Cut, which was a 24-kilometer downwind stand-up paddleboarding race. So that was about a two-hour race. Um, so that was in December 2014. So leading up to that, I didn't really change anything. Just yeah, just doing what I normally do, not carbo loading or anything like that. Just just eating good food and looking after myself, trying to get enough sleep. Um, you know, definitely in the week week prior to the race um on the morning of the race i think i just had a smoothie you know most of my smoothies just um i have almonds um some berry like some frozen berries and some banana and uh some natural protein powder that i've got and yeah that was all i had in the morning the race the race didn't start till about one o'clock because we have to wait for the for the sea breeze to come in 
Um, so you don't really know exactly what time your race is going to start, which is a little bit challenging. But if you have, yeah, the smoothie really tied me through um, until sort of, you know, around 11. And then I think I just topped up with a little bit of um, a couple of chia puddings and a couple of bananas just sort of throughout the morning. And then uh, I think I had a banana just sort of half an hour before the race. Um, during the race, I made up my own sports drink, which is actually pretty similar to, to your one. Um, I, I didn't know, I didn't actually know you had a recipe and then I, I looked online and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty much what I made. So it must be, <laughs> it must be good. I um, saw yours and I wondered if it was your version of Freedom Fuel or whether it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just made it up and then I looked online and then I saw yours and I was like, oh, maybe I must be doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think I had about a third of a jar of rice malt syrup, which was, yeah, probably about 100 grams, I guess. Um, two two lemons squeezed into it, which makes it just taste really good and some good electrolytes and stuff. Um, some pink salt and some magnesium powder and then about two litres of water and that just all went into my hydration pack uh, that I wore for the race and just sipped on that the whole way and felt great. Yeah, it felt stable the whole way, which was which was awesome. Um I think some of it, like eating real food, it's it's made before the race a lot easier as well. I think before when I was eating, um, you know, like toast and I normally have like banana on toast, which probably isn't the worst thing you could have, but there's still a lot better options out there. Um, it just, it never really sat well in my stomach and I think that increased my nerves as well. So eating something like a, just a, a normal smoothie with real food in it and it just, it just goes down nicely and you don't have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen to your stomach before a race because, yeah, it's, and it's just, yeah, it's just made my nerves a lot better. So, yeah, so that was pretty much what I did for that race. And um, for my normal shorter races, it's really just snacking on some healthy food throughout the day because when we're doing a life-saving carnival, you can be sitting on the beach for up to 10, 12 hours and you don't really know exactly when your races are going to be. So you've just got to sort of stay topped up a little bit I guess and yeah normally just snack on bananas and um some nuts and I normally make little um like date and almond little bliss ball sort of things um and just yeah just snack really throughout the day because you don't want to be too full when you're racing yeah nice I love how uh, race week is so simple and stress free I think yeah. in the past when you know you were supposed to totally overhaul things and implement all these strategies it was just the worst time to be stressed and to be shoving yeah. all this excess food in your in your stomach so That's now right. when I speak to people about their week it's like oh but yeah I just did what I normally do and it's so awesome because that's exactly right you don't change anything in the lead up to an event yeah that's right and it, it just takes a little bit of the stress off the event as well because it can be quite stressful you know doing a race and it doesn't need to be it should be fun and yeah, just just doing what you normally do. It's just yeah, it's a lot easier than concentrating on eating as many carbs as possible. I know. And feeling pretty terrible. Absolutely, I think you know most people have tried carbohydrate loading, and they know how you know how challenging and how awful you can feel. So let's all avoid that, shall we? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Never going back there. No, nice one. Cool. So let's summarize with um, from an athletic point of view. What would be your number one piece of advice? Like, say if a a beginner surf lifesaver or um, stand up paddleboarder wanted to ask you for your number one tip. Yeah, what would that be? Yeah, I think it's it's probably quite similar to what I spoke about before, but just 
just making small changes to what they're already doing yeah. and just having a play around with um with real food when they're training and race oh probably not racing but more when they're training and finding out what works so they can implement it when they're racing um yeah so instead of having i don't know a bowl of cereal or something before before a training session or if, if they if they do eat before their training sessions then you know maybe just having a a little smoothie or you know some a banana and some nuts or something like that just just making a small change and trying to practice that during during their training sessions um and maybe um bring it in for a small like less important race and so just see how you go like everyone's different and everyone's gonna require different things so just finding out what works for them and yeah not don't stress over it too much you know it's it's just food at the end of the day and you've just got to, you know, work with what you've got, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, N equals one in every case. So yeah. doing your own research and then just totally experimenting. So turn your body into a little bit of an experiment and try a few things and you, you always land on what works for you. I think no one can really tell you that precisely. It's yeah. not as black or white as some people wish it was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know a couple of the... Um, couple of the younger guys around the club are, are definitely a little bit interested in it and just tried to I don't know sort of just tried to give them a couple of little recipes and I actually did a um ran a burger cooking competition I know it was probably not the healthiest thing that we could have done but it was just trying and I and I went to the market and got all fresh food for everybody and there was about 30 30 of us athletes that did it at the surf club and just you know, got all good ingredients and made them make all their own um, burger patties and everything. Just trying to, I guess, introduce them to a bit of cooking and and eating real food. So yeah, that was that was quite fun. And um, yeah, there's definitely a few of them that are interested. And if they ask anything, I'll definitely try and point them in the best direction that I can. Yeah, great, spreading the message. Yeah. Now I have had a look at your Instagram account, and you can cook some of the food, <laughs> some of the food that you whip up looks absolutely amazing. Can you share with us what a day on your plate looks like? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, yeah, well, I worked in restaurants a lot when I was growing up, and right. my sister's a chef, so um, yeah, I've just been glad to implement some of those skills into into cooking real food, which is which has been great. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I don't really plan too much what I'm going to have for dinner and stuff it's really just whip up whatever's in the fridge and try and turn it into something that looks and tastes good um but in the morning I'll depending on what I'm doing if I'm going training and then going straight to work I'll probably just take a, a massive smoothie that'll tie me over to lunch so that'll be um if it's yeah similar to what I said before just with generally almonds um some fruit some berries um, some yeah, natural protein powder and and just water, no milk or anything. I find it feel a lot better without without milk. Um, if I'm going to be at home, I'll have um, normally have eggs. So I'll have um, an omelette or some scrambled eggs with um, some vegetables, like some steamed steamed greens or something, and some definitely a good knob of butter or something like that in there, um, and some avocado. And that'll yeah that'll definitely tie me over till at least one o'clock or so if I'm not if I'm not training in the morning. Um, yeah, for lunch it's generally just leftovers. It's meat and vegetables most of the time, or just um, a quick salad that I'll make up is just 
um, I'll get like a Tupperware container and just throw in some like some spinach, some chopped up vegetables, some nuts and seeds, and then just smash a bit of olive oil and apple cider vinegar and a bit of um, mustard on top, and just shake it around. and And that's a that's a great little lunch and super easy. It takes about five minutes. That's if I'm not prepared from the night before. And yeah, dinner's just generally um, meat and veggies of some sort, either fish or um, quite quite like my red meat. I eat, eat quite a lot of beef and lamb and a bit of chicken as well. So yeah, just whatever, just whatever's around the fridge really. Like I, you, yeah, as you said, it's all so most of it's probably all on Instagram anyway. The ones that look good. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge planner of meals but I'm just lucky in the sense that I that I love cooking. I sometimes I get home and I'd rather just spend time in the kitchen than go to training. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much a day on my plate. Sounds like you've definitely combined your two loves, training yeah. and, and nutrition. So that's they, awesome. They go together pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> cool. So what have you got coming up this year? Any races or any nutritional goals? What are you working on? Yeah, um in, the, in a couple of weeks, I'm actually doing the swim for the Bustleton Half Ironman. So that'll be my first exposure to to being involved with an Ironman event. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Just doing it with a with a mate who is doing the bike ride and another guy who I don't know is doing the run. Um, so they were just looking for a swimmer and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I haven't been doing much swimming recently at all. So I think I'll still be able to make it, but I don't know how fast I'll be. Um, so that's in a couple of weeks. And then... Yeah, throughout the year, I've got uh, it's sort of it's sort of off season now, so there's nothing straight away. But um, later in the year, I've got the big races again on my stand up paddleboard, the, the Doctor, which is a race from Rockness Island to Sorrento, which I did for the first time last year, and then the King of the Cut again. Um, the King of the Cut sounding like it's going to be a pretty awesome one this year. Um, last year there was a good international field, and this year I think it's going to be even bigger. It's growing every year. And there's talk of pretty big prize money for that one. Last year there was sixteen and a half thousand dollars on prize money, and this year they're talking about it being a lot bigger than that. So definitely be concentrating on that one. Um, and yeah, just a few smaller races throughout the year. Um, but at, at the moment, I'm just working on building a bit of strength and doing quite a lot of yoga just for flexibility and um, find it it's pretty good for your fitness as well. And then, yeah, in the in the future, I want to just keep doing what I'm doing. I um, wouldn't mind putting together a little cookbook one day, not necessarily for, for sale, just for something for friends or whatever. Just, yeah, just putting some recipes together for people. And, yeah, quite keen to get into teaching some healthy cooking as well. Um, we're going to be moving back to New Zealand in the next year or so, and we've bought a house back there that's got quite a big kitchen and stuff, so... Keen to keen to transform that into teaching some probably some um, mainly mainly men but definitely some ladies as well. I know I know if you guys could use a hand in the kitchen, so trying to <laughs> yeah do do something like that and yeah just keep I don't know just keep trying to improve myself as well. Like there's always small changes you can make and constantly trying to adapt what I do to to feel better and be better. So yeah, that's I guess where I'm going at the moment. Yeah, awesome. Very exciting and we look forward to following your journey. Thanks. So thanks so much for sharing your story and lots of great tips in there for other athletes. Before we wrap up though, Michael, can you share where our listeners can find you? 
Yeah, um, yeah. As you said, I've got an Instagram page, and that's just um, Mick Hasty. So M I C K H A S T I E on yeah on Instagram. Um, I don't have a Facebook page or website or anything like that. Um, You'll have to get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe one day soon. So yeah, I might I might try and put a little website together. That was another little goal I had as well, actually, just for to put some recipes out there and yeah. I guess just try and keep a record of what you do as well. It's quite cool to, to watch your, your progress and it's you have to have a little log of that. So maybe one day soon there'll, there'll be a website, but, yeah, just Instagram at the moment. Yeah, nice. I think, you know, you've obviously got people interested in what you're doing and asking questions, so having a resource to direct them to would be certainly fantastic. Yeah, no, that's a, we'll get onto that for sure. Awesome. So we'll put the links to the Instagram account. You have to check it out because the food just looks absolutely amazing. Totally mouthwatering. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dear. Thanks for coming on The Real Food Real, Michael. It was great to have you on. Yeah, thanks very much. Been been a pleasure to talk to you. Awesome. Take care. Thanks. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.